Steve's also really easy to talk to. You can't, which is wait, why around. him and I in a conversation are the worst because we both are so easily distracted. There you go. Now we're up. Boom, baby. Welcome, everybody. We're just talking about how Seth's a good listener and Steve and I get distracted in conversation. That's only brought up because we're having issues, and obviously that always comes back to me. It's my fault. Um, so sorry. Sorry. Well, uh, we, have a lot of, we have a lot of fun things. Hello, Alice. Thank you for always being so faithful and, and waiting. guy and waiting and patient and popped up look at this see we have titles today we have all the things were ready and then our service just decided you know what i don't like being hooked up to y'all social media anymore so we're just gonna oh and the best part was my favorite it started streaming to nowhere but it started streaming that still doesn't it wasn't make any pushing sense. it anywhere that's just that's not helpful it wasn't facebook's fault this time i like to blame facebook for everything so do we get to go eight minutes over because we started? Yeah, we can late? go. At this, I scheduled it. I just did as fast as I could. So it'll schedule. I think it's scheduled until like one forty, but we will not go that long. Wow. Sorry. We might go seven minutes longer than we normally do. But even then, we know that people, if let's say that you are at lunch right now and you only get a certain hour, some people are, Melissa, Which typically. Uh, 30 minute, 45 minute lunch, hour lunch, at least you get some part of it with us. That's right. Uh, if. If you're watching us on Facebook, hello, welcome. If for some reason you don't enjoy uh, the Facebook experience, you can jump over to YouTube. YouTube is a wonderful platform for watching videos, and we're trying to push as many people as possible over there for our long-format video stuff. Uh, but we realize that some people are just locked into fi to Facebook, and so... And that's okay. That's good. It's fine. It's fine. It's that's fine. great. I just know at some point Facebook's going to shut us down somehow. And I... I don't know why I feel like YouTube's not going to, but I just try. <laughs> you have some some weird sense of loyalty to YouTube. I do. And I think it's it, designed it's, for it's, video. It's also embedded in your desire to have a YouTube channel. You know, you really, you really want that, and I, I really want that want for that. you. You want that for me I, almost as much as or more I, that I do. Which is odd, and I'm sorry. <sighs> I, you're, you're a champion of all things for a lot of people you care about. And it's I'm true, one of them, and thankfully. I do care about you because yeah. I bought him tissues for his birthday. I did. He said before he went, oh my gosh, this is crazy and annoying. He did say it's obviously somebody who knows me because I got him tissues, candy. <laughs> well, that was definitely the thing that, <laughs> well, I just knew that nobody else would come and blow up our office with all that stuff. <laughs> and so I, I knew pretty quick it was you. And then it was confirmed by the tissues. And, and then there was also the, the, the cameras. I looked at the cameras and yeah, that's true. Everything. It was Dalton. Well, Dalton. Um, so welcome to Live at Lunch. This is Live at Lunch. We spend uh, 30 minutes or so talking about a study from Right Now Media. Uh, this time's study is called, Steve, what's it called? How to Read Your Bible. How to Read Your Bible. In my brain, I learned it how to study your Bible, and it's wrong. Yeah. It's not right. You know what I like Look, about that's this? That's what it's we, called right there. Study Thank is, you, Noah. Is, is we say it wrong every time. Yeah. It's a good call to let Steve say yeah. it. <laughs> hey, uh, Noah, can we see Steve? So like for everybody that's on uh, watching us live, you're going to see, like, we're just kind of planning some stuff out, playing some, some stuff. Does Steve not have a shot? I know he's got a shot. Yeah, I do. Oh, it's a, I'm on test. Oh, we'll go to it. He can't. What? You can't click on it? You can't click on it, apparently. If you can see it, you should be able to click on it. There's but a button. You can hear me. I know, and I can, we should be able to see you too. It's going to be in the preferences. You're going to have to go there. Uh, it's going to be preferences under, like, in the main menu or down at the little gear on the bottom left. 
Uh, okay, well, why he's figuring that out? Because I want to see Steve. I have the camera in there. It looked good. We've got the mics. But these are if gathering people oh. too. They're 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 you if gathering. See, you're the ability to jump back in. There's no transit. There it is. Hey, Steve. See, Steve. Hi. Way to go. See, How long have you been standing there waiting? He's in the green room. Well, he <laughs> can see better than the rest of us. <laughs> His hand is dying. See, Steve's here. You know, at the Magnolia, locations. I was at the Magnolia Christmas Parade. We watched it. It was awesome. Lots of awesome floats there. Mm -hmm. There was one float. They were dedicated to that wave, Steve. They were dedicated oh. to the appropriate wave. And I was, it was hoping it was you were going to say they were dedicated to Steve. <laughs> they weren't dedicated to Steve, but and if they knew him, they would be. Yeah, that's true. That's windshield wiper wave. Yeah, that's, no, that's not. And, and you know how I learned that wave? The Princess Diaries. <laughs> I realized. Why did I? Why did I even admit that? I love that show. <laughs> Uh, oh. Anyway, so these are If Gathering people, which just a shout out to If Gathering. If you're local, even if you're not local, we're hosting the simulcast of If Gathering. That's right. And on campus, and and so get your tickets, get your T-shirt, get 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 involved. It's awesome. I I've, I see pictures from two years ago when we did it, and everyone raves about it. But these are the same people: Jenny Allen, um, uh, I think. Matt Chandler's going to be there. Matt Chandler's is that right? definitely one that's going to be there. Yes. And uh, anyway, it's a women's event. It's awesome. It'll be here. There's uh, breakout groups. It's it's going to be a whole thing. But you this can go study, to m1bc.org/if2022. It'll take you right to our page. You can register right there. There's a little button that says register. It looks like this, right here. You can't see it, but you can scroll up, and there's a little button right here. I put a link that says in the comments. Yeah, and Steve put a link in the comments, but it says register right there. And it tells you all the speakers. they got Jillian Allen, Alyssa Bethke, Jefferson Bethke, which I assume is her husband, uh, Lauren Chandler, Matt Chandler, Christine Kane, also a big draw. She's a wonderful woman, a great teacher. Uh, yeah, that's coming so up. So if you've enjoyed soon. listening like to this study, month, right? you're going to enjoy yeah, the gathering. Yeah, so you're going to enjoy the gathering regardless. March, because early in March, March. Here's my push for Earth Gathering for women. If you're looking to get connected, if you really are looking for a genuine community, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of women there. They're, every woman wants to be connected in some way. And, and men too. Yeah, but we're not invited. They told me that when I made the announcement. It's just for women. By that was way. one of my favorite announcements you've ever done on a Sunday morning. <laughs> the video is like motivating, you know, and, it's, and you walked up, up and you were like, I'm yeah. fired up. But I don't get I to go. I can't go. I'm sneaking <laughs> hey, in. Hey, just uh, wanted to slip this in here. Kelsey Marie Byer is joining what us. What up, Kelsey Byer? From Kelsey. way Min up north. Minnesota. 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 Hey, uh, Kelsey's uh, kind of like a social media superstar. So the fact she that really she jumps is. on, that's a quite an honor. So We've somehow there, hit her I, popularity. One, we miss you. Two, can you share our video on your feed? Because that, that We definitely miss you, Kelsey. People would know. Your whole family. Yeah, not just Kelsey. Uh, Liam, Sophie, even Kevin. <clears throat> Even Kevin. That's my favorite. <laughs> okay. All right. I was always partial to the kids, but I knew them better. The kids are really awesome. Yeah, they're fantastic. All right. So today, today, we are looking at the New Testament. We're talking about the New Testament and how to read your Bible. In this study, we've been going through the Old Testament books, and now we've come to the point in history where 400 years. Of silence. 400 years of silence. God, God's silence. Right. No scriptural... Well, there's all these references. prophecies, all these, everything's happening, and then nothing happens. Because the fulfillment of what God said he was going to do was taking place. Mm -hmm. We're talking about 400 years is what? Six generations? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Right? That's a lot before you come back. And they've, they're just silent. They had to have, this is what I was thinking as I was listening to this. We start to feel like God's abandoned us when we don't hear from him for like a week or somebody doesn't answer our prayer or something. And, 
or you know we start talking about the end of the world because we see these signs what were they thinking well if you're talking about during, six generations yeah that means my nana had a prophet was alive during a prophecy and has told my mom was told me and i'm supposed to tell my daughter who's going to tell her daughter and it's going to be fulfilled in the next generation it's getting lost somewhere, yeah. right? It's like, hey, it still hasn't happened. Okay. You ever played the telephone game? Yes. I like you whisper it's one. It's very frustrating. Yeah, exactly. And by like eight people down, it's a whole, di- whole different yeah. story. That's what happened. And yet God was faithful. Mm-hmm. And then we see the New Testament. We start in the New Testament. We see four different gospel versions. This is what we're going to focus on today. New Testament was the gospels and acts. We see four distinctly different, but in what matters exactly the same right accounts of jesus's life his death and his resurrection that's what matters the most i've heard uh andy stanley preaches that he's very if you he has a very quick book if you're looking for a great brief apologetic that'll take you an hour and 20 minutes to read uh what is it how good is good enough is his book and it's fabulous right it deals with the the Good people go to heaven, falsity, but then it goes into a great apologetic using the C.S. Lewis, Lord, lunatic, and liar uh, apologetic. It's fabulous, and it helps you to understand that. And he was under he was explaining that the Gospels may be different in some accounts, but the thing that matters, which for us, our faith is based on an event, not anything else. It is event is based on the event event of Jesus Christ's life, death, resurrection. That's what it's based on. That's why it's irresistible. That's why when when you are looking for something to believe in, that's the thing that you go to. You can everything else could be wrong. I don't believe it is because I believe Jesus I know that Jesus talked about the Old Testament, and he talked about the New Testament, he used all those things, so I think it all works together perfectly, but maybe you don't believe that. What can be verified is the life death and resurrection of Jesus. And I, I've never been tripped up by the multiple accounts because I've heard multiple accounts when people tell the same story. Mm-hmm. It always strays yeah. a little bit. It's everyone's perception. And and uh, I was taught this a while ago and it's helped me. Your perspective changes things. How your day yeah. is going, you experience it. You're going to experience your day differently even if we stayed together for the entire eight-hour work day, mm-hmm. nine-hour, 10-hour, 11-hour, yeah. 12-hour. It doesn't matter. I'm going to report on different things you're going to report on, and yeah. it's all going to be based around the same event. It made me think of like marriage counseling. A marriage counselor will say, you're talking to your spouse, she's talking to you, and then you say, what I hear you saying is, because again, our perspectives are different. The reason that, that model works, that strategy works, is because sometimes you'll be saying something and my brain is thinking something totally different. I'm reading it totally different. And then when I try to say it back to you, you go, well, that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. These four writers had different perspectives. They talked to different people, right? Luke was a different perspective and as a doctor. He, and he, he interviewed the disciples and he, he talked to people and he included women and he was very clinical in the way that he dissected the events that happened. Uh, you know, Mark was talking to Peter, who was a first-hand account. He was looking at, he had a, you know, Peter's viewpoint was probably different than every other uh, disciple because he went through a different, his perspective was different than all the rest of them, right? None of them, 12 of them, they all had a different account also. 
right? And then you've got Matthew, who's this sinner, right, that was called. John, and also a disciple of Jesus, his message was to someone else to help them to understand. And he looked around and he said, hey, this, they're gotten off a little off base here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them in a little bit different way the same story. And again, it's all the same truth. It's all based around the same event. And it's an incredible fulfillment after this period of absence. It's an incredible fulfillment of what God had promised from long ago. And it's exciting. And the New Testament is not something to just, like so they think they use the, uh, the. sometimes people will say, hey, just read the New Testament. Don't worry about the Old Testament. Oh, yeah, they talked about that. Yeah, like the New Testament is a great place to start. The New it Testament is. is a great and place there to is, And there was a sigh of relief when she said we've made it to the New Testament. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there is no doubt that the Old Testament is a little bit thicker. It's a it's a little bit more murkier. It's it's some some of it's hard to get through. Some of it kind of kind of mess with your understanding of the God that maybe you've created in your mind. But the God of the Old Testament is the same God that is in the New Testament, and it it's definitely important. Those two things they have to go together. Yeah, and what's amazing is as you dig into it a little bit more, and as you start to appreciate the New Testament, and especially the things that Jesus referenced back in the Old Testament, when you go back there, you see that the narrative there is fabulous. There are certain aspects that either repetitive or, uh, you know, in Chronicles when they're talking about all of the, the family, you can start to appreciate that because it does tie back into that greater plan that God had. I mean, even... Steve, you're going to have to help me with Master of Divinity. I think it's in, is Luke the one that really chronicles everything right at the beginning? I could look at it. What do you mean? Like they, they go through the whole list of how you get all the way back to Adam. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's that was Luke. Matthew. Oh, is it Matthew? Yeah. Okay. That's all the begats. Sorry. Yeah, begats. Right? Yeah. Even in Matthew, most people probably skip that because it's, <coughs> what did you call it? Sadly, I do. It's a little murky. It's murky. muddy. Yeah, it's murky. It wasn't it's muddy, but murky. It's a much better word. Yeah. We skip all those, but the brilliance of that, God's plan was perfect, right? You want to see how it's all, you, we hear about it all the time, right? The, the, Jesus was in the line of David. This shows you how he was in the line of David. And it shows you how David was in the line of Abraham. And all of those patriarchs that came before, that's rich. That's not something to be glanced over. But we do because we're either familiar with it or we're just like oh this is hard to get through but you you can't have an appreciation for how to read the bible until you start to really understand the full encompassment of it when you realize that the old testament is a is a incredible arc to jesus it's unbelievable and it's, it helps it's, you to understand it's part things. of the story yeah. And and everyone wants to know the story. You start at the beginning, and it also, you get to see God's goodness. You get to see God's faithfulness. And I think that's an important, you're talking about the story of him redeeming us. His, his redemption plan from the beginning, from the moment Adam and Eve got kicked out of the Garden of Eden, is this beautiful story of God's redemption of us, which I've talked about before. But the Bet Ab, which is the the patriarchal society of, of of the Israelites, and how they had tribes, and the patriarch—if someone were to leave that tribe or get kidnapped or some things were stolen—it was the patriarch's responsibility to take his best men, or in God's case, his best man Jesus, and send it and redeem that. 
get it back from what was stolen and and taken and this the whole old testament is setting up this beautiful story of how we as god's people were stolen by sin and god sent his son to redeem us and without the old testament it takes away the significance of what god did through his son mm-hmm. and it's you well, see yeah, the I mean, it, it definitely takes away the significance of the plan that God had, the perfect plan that didn't go wrong ever, that impossible odds for all of that to line up. It adds to that. It 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 brings that together. It doesn't, it's not just some random guy that shows up in history, does some awesome things, lives, dies, raises back to life. That would have still been fantastic. Right. Right. On the, if you just take that, it's still a fantastic, amazing thing. But because it was all of this other plan, you realize that it's, it's so much more and it helps us to understand, man, if God had a plan for all that, he definitely understands me and he loves me <coughs> and knows me and has grace sufficient for me and has a plan for me. That's what, that's, what's powerful. It's powerful. And I then, definitely, yeah, that's an important part of the old Testament for me is look at all those guys. Yeah, look at all those guys. Thank goodness they messed up. Yeah. Because if it was a list of a bunch of guys that never messed up, which is probably why he made Enoch so short. <laughs> was he short? Do you know how tall he was? No, no, no hey, the story, the of, story Enoch of Enoch is short. <laughs> Captain Logical. Do you know if he's short? Captain, what is the word? He's uh, not logical. Uh, no, I know it's Captain Obvious, but he's very literal. Literal. You're Captain Literal today. <laughs> Let's look at the most important commandment because this really brings everything back together. It also shows Jesus' use of Deuteronomy and uh, Leviticus, two Old Testament books that probably most people skip. I'm looking at you. You know you've skipped it. You know you when you get to it on the Bible plan, you go, ugh, Deuteronomy. Leviticus. They just sound murky. <laughs> but Jesus used it. And, he, and, and here's what he said. This is the most powerful. I mean, listen. You want to commit something to memory? Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40 changes everything about everything that you know. It takes, it wipes out all of this other stuff, all of the laws, all of the, because it encompasses the whole thing. So here we go. Verse 34 in Matthew 22 says, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, which, by the way, super powerful statement. <laughs> he silenced the Sadducees. This is fantastic. Talking about Jesus. Silenced the Sadducees with his reply. They met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law. And remember, these guys knew. They were way better than us. By memory. The whole thing. I didn't even know it was Matthew. I thought it was Luke. They knew the whole thing, every word. They were better than us. And he's an expert Right? So he's above them. In religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And this, his response should never be breezed over. His, his response should be something that we hold to in every aspect of our life, in every decision that we make, whether we, when we start talking about, well, is this God's will or not? Go to verse 37. Jesus replied, which by the way, side note, tension builder, Jesus rarely replied directly to their question. That's true. Right? He usually would like, let me tell you a story. But this one, he's like, okay, good question. I'll answer this one. Pulls from Deuteronomy first. Deuteronomy 6, 5. 
He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then he goes on as they're going. Okay, that makes sense. I know that one. Second one from Leviticus. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire, first off, those two things, they're like, oh, I don't like the neighbor one. <laughs> I love the Lord your God. I get it. I do that. I love God. And then love your neighbor as yourself. You're like, I like me some me. <laughs> You're telling me I got to like Bill the same way? Is there another? What else you got? Give us a third. He's like, nope. Because these guys loved rules. Oh, I mean, yeah. They're memorizing. Because He's they an wanted, expert And in they rules. wanted a way to get out of that. The first one, they probably were like, yeah, I can do that because we can all say I love God. Right. We're good at the sacrifices. We're good at the cleanliness. We're good right. at all that. We can follow the rules. Loving God by following his rules. And he says, love your neighbor yourself. And they're probably like, Psh. but then he goes in. And I think this is like, okay, if you got a, if you came within the right and you came with the left, this one is the uppercut that sends them to the deck. Okay. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Mic drop. See you later. They're going, whoa. Did you just say that all of the other laws that we've learned all our lives, all of the other things that we have spent so much time making our idols and making our gods, these two things encompass all of that and these two things are all we have to worry about now? Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it ripped out all of their pride too. You know, it ripped out. They prided themselves on the fact that they memorized all. That's It's what elevated them in society. So if if now... It's only two things that now everybody knows and has memorized because it's only two things. They are no longer an elevated status among the people. I've, I don't think in our world there has ever been two rules that you could check every... There's always exceptions. Think about the tax law. Yep. And all the, there's, there's, there's always, always exceptions. Yeah, there's always loopholes. There's no loophole. You can go mm -hmm. back through everything throughout history. Does, does it line up with loving God and loving others? And every... Every decision that you make in your life on a daily basis, you can run that filter. Check those two boxes and you're following God's That's will. That's right. And you can't, listen, you, we like to make exceptions, but the reality is no matter what decision, even the, the decision that we make in the quiet of our own home, in the closet by ourselves, whatever it is, you can filter through those two commandments. Because if you're doing something that, that is not bringing honor to God, you're not loving God. And if you're doing something against your neighbor, obviously you're not loving your neighbor and also not loving God. It boils down to that. He knocked it out of the park. And then the best part is, well, he wasn't finished, right? Like he's an MA fire. So he jumped on the ground and he's just punching him in the head. <laughs> figuratively, not literally. <laughs> figuratively. Because he's like, then surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. And then it goes on. He asked them this question. You could chew on that for a really long time. And then if it comes down, no one could answer him. And after that, no one dared ask him any more questions. Why? Because they were embarrassed. All, yes. But also because they knew the answer. They didn't want to admit it. So he stopped asking questions. And there were multiple point, times throughout history that that it's happened. Over. He's, we're killing him now. Yeah, because they couldn't. They said, if, well, we, if, if we say this, he's going to say that you don't. And if we say this, he's going to say... They were trapped every single time. They had no other option. And I love God's, I mean, Jesus' transition from rules to grace is so simple. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it rocked their world so much that they had to kill him. And 
the best part was he didn't pull it out of thin air. He used the rules and laws that they already had. He used everything that they already had to show them that what they were doing was wrong and that they had perverted all of those things because it always came back to those two things. It always came back to the heart and if in their hearts weren't right. And, and that, that rocks our world. Cause if you think about it and, and Jesus said this again, you know, hating someone in your heart is just as bad as murdering them. That's a hard pill to swallow because that means that it's not just your actions that will uh, indict you or whatever the right word that, that, that convicts you. It's the motive behind your actions. It also shows you you can't be good enough. It's true. Because he's saying you're murdering somebody and you're, you're being angry or you're, you're doing something bad, to, like kicking somebody. It's the same, right? It goes back to the adultery thing, right? He said, you've heard don't commit adultery, and I'm telling you don't look at a lady. What that means is there's no level. Sin is sin. You need grace. And if other people don't see it, it yeah. still affects and it, you. It, and when you get, here's the other thing too. Like we like to have those check boxes to say, well, I didn't commit adultery and I didn't murder anybody. And he's like, okay, well, did you ever look at anybody? Yes. Then you're not good enough. There may be like, you know, murdering someone may be technically worse than lying to someone. But the reality is whatever you, all the things that we've done make us unworthy to be near God except for Jesus and his grace. We can't be good enough. And we've been fed this lie for so many, that we, to ourselves, we give it to ourselves, that if we can just do enough good things, God has to let us into heaven someday. Nuh-uh. He doesn't have to, because that's not the way it works. That's the way every other world religion works, where you can hope that it, you do enough good things to outnumber your bad things and get a chance to get to heaven. That's the way all the rest of them work. And Jesus said, I've come for to do something different. I've come to do this because you don't deserve it. All of the good things you do are like filthy rags, but I'm still going to love you. I came to you while you were still a sinner so that whosoever believes in me should not perish, but have eternal life because of the grace that I offer, not because of anything else. And we lie to ourselves all the time saying, I can be good enough and you know, my grandmother's not, this is figurative, but this is, this, my grandmother is a Christ follower. She knows Jesus. This is, but a lot of, you think of your sweet old granny. She did all these good things all of her life. How could someone like that go to anywhere but heaven? If she didn't know Jesus, it doesn't matter. It's harsh, but it's the truth. And it's the, it's the, it's the way that, you, that God set it up to show us how much he loves us. I watched. I read The Shack a year ago. It's a it's a great book. It's it's a fictional book that just. But I watched The Shack because Chelsea was like, "Didn't you read this book?" And I said, "Yes." And we were looking for a movie to watch while we were sick last week. And I was like, "I really don't want to watch it because I'm just going to cry the whole time." And I told her it's a very hard movie to watch. I mean, a hard book. To, I imagine the movie's even harder because now you're watching it play out. But it places a very good perspective. Um, the storyline is simple. A, he, a guy loses his daughter. Um, and then he encounters God in the shack where they found uh, the daughters uh, that the daughter died in that shack. But he goes back to the shack and encounters um, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God. Okay, so he's going through this. But at one point, he just gets really mad at God because he's like, "You don't, you don't love, 
you, you wouldn't let this happen to my daughter if you, if you loved your people. So he goes and he goes into end up being uh, into judgment. And, and he's like, oh, you're going to judge me. She's like, no, you're going to be the judge. So he sits down in the seat and then she, he's like, yeah, I'd, I would damn them to hell. And, and, and she's like, okay, but what about his, the guy that mur- the murderer? What about the murderer's dad who messed up? Yeah, him too. Even as a boy, yeah. So to stop it, and she goes, okay. And then he brings up his two kids who are really struggling. One's lying, um, one is wanting to kill, or something like that. And he goes, okay. Well, both of them are making bad choices, and, and they're not they're not worthy of heaven. So you have to pick one that gets to go to heaven. He said, I'm not doing that. And so this argument ensues, and he starts getting up, and he's approaching the the judge who's walking him through this, saying, you know, you have to pick one of your kids. Pick the one that gets to go to heaven. He goes, no. And then he goes, send me, take me. And there was a moment of clarity for him that went, oh, because he's mad. He doesn't understand why. And, and that's when it's revealed that, you know, that now you understand a little bit, just, a, just one one millionth of the heart of God. And it helped in, it helps in that perspective of understanding that even your kids who are very pure still are sinners. Yeah. And, and how are you to decide? And that's why this story is so beautiful that Jesus, out of his love for us, and I, I just go back and think about, and this ties into the loving your neighbor, is Jesus is on the cross after being attacked his entire life, now being physically abused, and then he's on a cross being spat at, plotting to be eventually stabbed in the side so they know he's dead, torture, suffer, and and his request and his his quest is that they can be forgiven so that going into kind of what they were talking about the end of loving your neighbor i would fail that i would i would fail that in that if someone is attacking me in that moment what are my actions and how are they like jesus and how am i loving my neighbor that's he set an impossible standard mm mm-hmm. And and we can't be that good, but we do still like our action item for me is walking away with those two commands as simple as they are, applying them to our life is hard, but we don't give up. No. And part of being a Christ follower is that you get up every day and you make that decision to love God and love others. You set those coffee shop appointments with people that you're having issues with. You choose to love the people and, and relationships aren't easy. They didn't talk about how, oh, well, you know, my mother, she's great and she's easy to love. That's not who God's talking about in that moment. He's talking about the people, the neighbors that come at you and how we respond and how do we love them. And they, those two go hand in hand. By loving others, you love God. And if you love God, you love others. And, those, and by showing that love, that's how people will know that you're his disciple. That's how people will come to know who he is. When they see the difference in you, we say this all the time. It's one of those things that like, since I was a kid and it's not wrong, you want to, you want to be the best witness you can be show love to people the way that Christ showed love to you. And man, you don't have to say anything. You'll be given that opportunity because people are going to say things like, why do you love that person 
when they don't deserve it, when they're horrible to you? How can you constantly keep coming back? You're so gullible. You're so naive. You're, you're getting taken advantage of. And I said, yeah, Jesus had to do all of that and way more. And all he's asking me to do is love them despite the evil that's in them and the sin that's in them. And you may have two neighbors that are at you. Jesus had all of humanity who was at, at him. That's right. And again, Jesus, God is the only righteous judge. The only righteous judge of who could possibly measure up to that standard, like you were talking about with the shack, he's the only one that has the right to make the decision of who gets to go and who doesn't. And he said, I got a better way. Thank goodness he had a better way. And because that's he, the he thing loves that's so us irresistible. All. And he's, he, I love in the, in the book and in the movie, he constantly says, I'm especially fond of that person. Mm-hmm. And it drove him crazy because he was still especially fond of that murderer mm-hmm. because it was still his child. It, it definitely broke God's heart. And he, he actually was trying to help the dad forgive the murderer. And he's like, I don't, I don't even know how. And it was a, a breaking moment. But that's it. And, and that's hard for us to grasp is... How do we love someone who is not showing love and doesn't, and that we deem we as the, we think we're the righteous judge, that they're undeserving of our love? Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah, that's right. And it's why it is right. And throughout scripture, as we study it and as we look through it, you'll see that, man, God's way is so different than the way we would have done it. And, and that everybody else is trying to do it. It's yeah. what sets us apart from our relationship sets us apart from any other religion out there. Yeah. There's no other religion that seeks to love everyone. That God's love is unique. Yeah. To, because it offers grace also yeah. to everyone. To everyone. The, this, the, the criminal on the cross at the very end and the, the young, sweet kindergartner who makes a profession of faith and everybody in between. His love is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. He's calling each and every one of us and he's given us two commands to love him with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. We fail constantly at it, but that's the standard, and that's what we should strive towards, knowing that Jesus pulled it off. And that event of his death, burial, and resurrection is what separates, is what brings us back to God, it closes that chasm. And I think one big action item for all of us that we can walk away with is... is is the word forgiveness. And I'd just like to challenge you to find someone this week that you cannot forgive. I want you to think of that one person that you absolutely cannot forgive. And I challenge you this week to spend some time focusing, praying through, thinking about forgiving them. Because our, our counselor, who has now retired, Mike Wilson, said it very well, that um, if you can't forgive... Um, then you, you, if you can't forgive others, then you can't receive forgiveness. Not that you're not worthy of forgiveness or that you can be forgiven is that you can't forgive others. You're not going to forgive yourself, but forgiveness is the start of that love. And so I would encourage you, I'm, I'm going to think about it this week and I'd encourage you to do the same is find that one person that in your life that you are struggling to forgive and forgive them. Start by praying for them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like praying for your enemies to soften your heart yeah uh steve yes do we have any comments over there in the nope. old uh they're very quiet thing? today they're just listening intently well 
Okay. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're listening and or you're assuming that you're listening and you didn't just turn it off. We'll go with the listening part. Hey, listen, uh, if you need anything, we have a wonderful connect number. It's about to pop up on the screen uh, momentarily. We have, we're asked, there you go. Producer Noah, he's fast. Look at that. Connect. You can 281-343-3033 if you have any, uh, anything you want to connect with us about. You don't have to just text certain keywords, although you can. If you have something you want to pray for, text pray. You can fill out a form and know that our prayer team will be praying for you uh, in earnest. Uh, you can also just text whatever you want, and we'll get back with you. We can answer any questions you might have uh, or you can go to our website n1bc.org fill out a contact form and we'll get back with you on that also lots of different ways to connect with us so we want you to also hit the like button and share what hit the like button i, I will say are. i tested out the connect number on a sunday morning while i was on the stage mm -hmm. and i sent a text message not this week because i was checking no, it this week very it closely because i want to three see or fast. four weeks ago i can't okay. remember you either you or milt in the welcome said just even just text yeah right just now to give see. jeff i wanted to blow up jeff's phone which so i, I like sent a text and said <coughs> i said you look great today jeff uh-huh he responded immediately yeah so it it works it works try it, it does out work you can, I, yeah again you just want to blow something up or give jeff something to do during his lunchtime 281-343-3033 say something nice <laughs> take away his, his lunchtime his coat. fantastic he'll he love has it. a great warm red coat that he's been wearing always forever. wears when it's cold and and I, it's fun to do so 281-343-3033 text what up jeff and he loves responding to those things and or milk or, or one of us will get yeah one of us will get two yeah if you have a serious request you can also say yes for seth put the request We'll get it. We'll look at you it. You can also email Seth, Seth at M1BC. Or Dalton at M1BC. Or if you want the Master of Divinity, Steve at M1BC.org. It's probably better to go that way too anyway. He's a quote He's meister wise. too. Like he can quote Steve Tim is? Keller. Yes, he oh, knows yeah. a quote. He's a quote meister. <laughs> a lot of times I can't remember who they are. But I <laughs> but they're good quotes <laughs> and he'll, he can help you through them. He's also easy to talk to is he what is we were talking about talk earlier. He's, He's a great listener. As all three of us are. We really do want to listen to you. We'll try to talk as little as possible and just listen to you because we know that some people just need someone to talk to yeah. and not to be talked at. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in this circumstance, we have three big giant lens eyes staring at us. We have to do all the talking. We're definitely talking at. But we want to talk with you. We want to listen to you. So hit that connect number, text it. We'll connect with you as much as possible. We are here for you genuinely. We care about you and we love you and we want to get you connected as much as possible to to faith, to taking your next step in your faith journey, whatever it is. That's what we're here for. So don't hesitate. Do it. Yeah. Shall I pray steps. us out? Yeah, let's pray us out and then we'll fade to black. <laughs> Lord, we we love you and we thank you for loving us and for your plan to redeem us. We thank you for Jesus and his life and death and resurrection. Father, we praise you. Help us to love you and to love others lord encourage us every day as we seek to do that and and how difficult and impossible it is and but we know that you are good and you are faithful and that you will help us when we ask for it so lord we do ask for that help i pray for all those that listen to this that their week would be fantastic that they would encounter you in new ways um, and that you would send people in their life to that would get to experience your love because they are loving and that they would come to a knowledge of you and what it means to be a Christ follower. Thank you, Father, for everything you are doing. And we ask that you would do mighty deeds this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. See you later. And fade to black.